This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, how's your day going? Mine's pretty good. Tuesday. Yours, Al? Oh, mine's uh, doing pretty good. You're pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I did see yesterday on uh, Twitter, I got noticed that my blue check mark will be going away April 1st. Yes, mine too. Unless I want to pay for it. I don't think I'm paying for it. Mark Cuban actually tweeted out uh, this morning yeah. or last night that uh, he did pay for it and sees zero extra benefit. Well, that's what I. So when it first came out and I thought I was losing my check mark and it promised all these other things. In addition, I said, you know, I'll pay for a couple months. I'll see what it is. Right. Nothing changed. Mm. Like, I'm Nothing still all, getting right? fake robots following me. Ugh. Like, uh, you know, they're they're fake women. Yeah, sure. Uh, I still get them following me. I still get fake crypto people following me. And I'm still still seeing ads. Yeah. And so, sorry. I'm out. It's enough. It's enough. Yep. And, I, and I'm, I've, I've had it. I'm looking for an excuse to be on Twitter less. Yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? And this is a good excuse. Yeah. Because then they say, oh, uh, oh uh, you'll see less ads. So it's not, you're not going to, you're going to pay and still see ads, yes. which I, I don't go for it. If I'm paying for something, I don't want ads. Do you think, and I mean this. Yeah. If I quit Twitter. Yeah. How much of a hit does my calendar take? It's a good question. Could take a hit. It's the only reason I'm staying on it. Right. It'll take now, a hit. I would quit and re-sign up. With some strange name and just follow reporters. That's what I would right. do. If, right, because so you want to be able have to. to. Yeah, it's, it's good for news for what we do. There's no way around that. Yeah. But. Yeah, your calendar is going to take a hit. It would. Yep. And there's a there's a charity portion, as you know, a 50% charity portion to this. For the children, Jerry. So I don't want it to take a hit. I know. God damn, necessary evil. And I wish that I could be better at controlling myself i know you can't but i, I can't i can't I control myself I know. at least I'm, you admit it i'm getting a little better at it but i can't control myself yeah but not great not great and you and you know that and i know that right and that's what annoys me about it it's like i can control my food but i control what i bring into my home sure the twitter is in my home yeah no i hear you if i had regular chocolate chip cookies in my home i'd be eating them what if you dis? could you dis? could you i don't know your phone i don't yeah. think my phone could do this or i don't know the app actually it's probably a better question could you disable it for specific hours? I think so. So what if you put what if you put a filter on it 
to where it was disabled from one to seven every day. Yeah. Before you went to bed, you checked it because you have to. I Like, I get that. I do that, too. And maybe with lunch, you want to check it. That's fine. But you take a six-hour break. Yeah. And it's an automatic break where it's disabled. And, you you know, you'd have to go in and change the settings back. Yeah. It's a thought. It is a thought. I don't know. Thought. Uh, one of the things, though, that uh, we discussed the, the last couple of days, Jerry, or I guess it was just yesterday, we talked about, I told you I'd seen these weed trucks in New Jersey. Yes, I saw you got some answers to that. I did not see my neighbor yesterday. Selling weed. So I did get, and then I was just asking you about, like, what what are the cops able to do if people are essentially smoking weed and driving? That's right. that's really what I wanted to know. Right. I am not against weed. I am for weed. If you want to smoke weed, if you want to take weed gummies, I look at it like alcohol, right? Yeah, absolutely. If you're legal and you're old enough, go ahead. Right. But alcohol has its limits in where you can and cannot consume it. Yes. And that's what I want for weed. So, for example... In my town is a beach town, and it's happened now everywhere. Yes. Cars will go down the street, and you will smell wafting of <laughs> just weed. I know. Which I, means I people know. are driving and smoking weed. Al, I've been behind cars on the highway, yes. and I can smell it. And I don't like it. I don't either. It's terrible. And I don't like high. Right. You can never get away with that. You drive by, and your car reeked of alcohol. That'd I mean, be a major problem. Now, this is a question that's going to be sit up there, because neither one of us know the answer. I think we think we know the answer, but we don't because neither one of us smokes pot. Does it affect your ability to, or does it just calm you down? No, it impairs your driving. It does. Yes. So what what we were talking about yesterday is that you evidently can smoke weed in your car as long as, I guess, you're not driving. So someone had sent me, and it is available out here on the Internet, uh, on the actual NewJersey.gov website. Okay. It's a state of New Jersey. This was updated last year. Mm-hmm. Frequently asked questions about the decriminalization and legal weed. Okay. So it'll answer some questions that I thought are interesting, Jerry, and yep. maybe we'll answer some of our questions. Question one, what should an officer do if they smell marijuana coming from a vehicle during a motor vehicle stop? Okay. So they pull you over for speeding. It smells they like smell weed. weed. Right. I uh, would think the answer is they can search the car. It says uh, the officer should take investigative steps to determine if there is probable cause to believe that the driver is operating the vehicle while under the influence. Oh, that's right. You can't search the car because it's legal now. That's right. right. Okay. If so, the driver may be arrested and the vehicle may be searched. If the driver is not to be found under the influence, the odor of marijuana, either burned or raw, by itself does not establish reasonable suspicion to justify a stop and search. What if the, what if the only person in the car is the driver? If the driver is not impaired, and I don't know how you tell this, because for alcohol, you blow into a breathalyzer. Yeah. I would think you'd need a blood test, and those are not going to happen. Mm-hmm. The vehicle and occupants must be released once the initial reason for the stop has been addressed. So they stop you for speeding. Your car reeks of weed. They cannot search your car. What the fuck? Sorry. <laughs> How about this, Jerry? May an officer initiate or continue 
a pedestrian stop of an individual based on the officer detecting the odor of marijuana. So I walk by a police officer in Bradley Beach, New Jersey, and I just smell of weed. The answer is no. The new laws are clear that the odor of marijuana by itself does not establish reasonable suspicion to justify a pedestrian stop. And you know what? You're not operating a vehicle. You just happen to smell like weed. I guess there's nothing you can do about it. Are you allowed to just smoke weed? Out in public? If I'm sitting on one of those benches overlooking the ocean. It's a good question. Maybe we'll get to it here. Oh, I thought you read the story already. (laughs) I don't remember. Oh, okay. What happens when a law enforcement officer encounters an individual under the age of 21 who is in possession of marijuana or alcohol? Officers must be cautious when they encounter an individual under the age of 21. Why? The officer can seize the marijuana or alcohol and issue a written warning. However, however, the new law also sets forth the following prohibitions on officers. Okay, so here's what it is. Officers may not request consent from an individual who is under the age of 21. May not request. I thought 18 was an adult. Uh, about 21 for weed and alcohol. <laughs> I, I understand that. But I thought in terms of searching them or doing what you have to do, I thought 18 was an adult. I don't know here, Jerry. All right. Officers may not arrest, detain, or otherwise take an individual under the age of 21 into, gu- into custody, even though they have stuff they shouldn't have at that age. That they, they, no they're letting sense. the officers do nothing. Yeah, I, it's, I can tell you right now, again, from talking to my neighbor, it is very difficult right now to be a cop. Yep. There are very there are a lot of restraints on them. How about this one, Jerry? May law enforcement officers use canine dogs to sniff for the odor of marijuana? No. You may not. By the way, you say you can't do a four hour show? Yeah. Just get into weed. It's unbelievable. This fires you up. It you does. could do you could do four hours on cable subscriptions, sports streaming, and weed. There's really right. Those are my hardcore <laughs> topics. So basically, you can do whatever you want. Basically, unless you are, unless you're driving, driving and puffing in the, in the officer's face. If you are driving the vehicle yeah. and are clearly under the influence, they can stop you and do something right. about it. You'd be but swerving. They then have to prove it, and there is no thing to breathe into to prove you're high. They I have guess to. You'd have to agree to a blood test. They have to bring in... Which no one would. They'd have to bring somebody in. There are cops who are specialized in, in what drugs do to people. Okay. That then they can... This special officer would have to be to observe How you. How would that stand up in court? Of co- of, exactly, Jerry. It wouldn't. We, we The courts in the United States are defending of criminals and against the cops. This is where we are in the world. Cops are bad. Criminals get the benefit of the doubt a thousand times over. Pretty much, yeah. So that's they, where we're at right now. Right. Yeah. There's really no real way to prove that somebody's high. Anybody, so just do but, what you want, weed even, people. Even without the use of a breathalyzer, or um, like you can, you can tell when a guy's really drunk, right? But the breathalyzer comes into play when the person's had a few beer. You know, the buzz driving. You can make every case if a breathalyzer isn't give, given. You a cop can think you're drunk, but you don't really know, right? Well, you could be exhausted, one beer and exhausted, and you could be loopy. 
That wouldn't hold up in court right. without a breathalyzer. Right. So basically, you do whatever you want. You got yeah, weed. It sounds you like do it. whatever the hell you want with your weed. Want to have a weed party tomorrow right here in the studio? And it just, you know, I'm trying to think because, again, this sounds like I don't want people doing weed. I just don't want it out in public the same way I don't want people drinking beers on the corner or driving by me drinking beers and then run somebody over. Right. No, I hear you. That's all. You want it, you want it done responsibly in the right way. Right. I hear you. Although I guess... Smoking cigarettes, you can do out on the street corner, and I got to smell that secondhand smoke. That is very you know true. What I mean? And that's been accepted for 100 years. And that's more been than accepted, that, actually. Right. That's probably going back to the 1800s. Right. I don't even know when they started. When did they start rolling tobacco? Who knows? The 1700s? That's a long time, long right? time ago. Yeah. You think about cigars. That's and, another thing. Like, and pipes. I, I, in the beach towns, they don't. you can't smoke on the beach. Right. And you can't smoke on the side of the street that is the beach. Oh, I didn't know that. So those jackasses come to my side of the street and smoke all their stupid cigarettes. Is that true? Yeah. I might I stand out with a hose you're summer. off the beach and you're on the, like the boardwalk or the sidewalk, you can't smoke on that side of the street? Correct. Wow. Now, I love the fact that they ban smoking from the beaches because while the, the smell of smoke doesn't bother me... I know my wife hates it. Yeah. And you'd be at the beach and you got people smoking. It just stinks. It I, so stink. I understand that. But that's a bit extreme to me. Yeah. The sidewalk that the beach is on. I, mean, I want on. the cops having more power, Jerry, not less. It seems crazy. I don't break the law, so I'm not afraid of the police. Oh, I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Just weed away, people. I'm gonna I'm I'm Googling right now when did people start smoking tobacco? So yeah, so I guess this idea that I that uh yeah, if you could just what? We'll just drive by the police smoking weed in our cars. How about this? Eating gummies. People started chewing and smoking tobacco yeah. 2,000 years ago. We figured that out around the time of Christ? Yes. He was a big smoker, Jerry. Wow. And they say tobacco's been growing in the Americas for 8,000 years. But we used to just smoke tobacco. Now you're just smoking chemicals. You know what I mean? Like the tobaccos yeah, no, no. are just covered in correct chemicals well, that's to keep why you they addicted. Say there are, I believe there are cigarettes out there that say they're pure tobacco with no additives, uh, no nicotine, no nothing, and they're not supposed to be very addictive. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't think they're very popular either. <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but I don't think they are. Yeah. Listen, I may I drive by this Zen Leaf place in yeah. uh, in um, it's by the Circle there in Neptune. Yep. Or whatever. I almost stopped by there all the time. I was like, I'm going to go in there and get me a gummy. So I'm with you weed people. Have you done that? I haven't. Oh. But I've been thinking about it. I just don't I just don't like the idea of, of people driving doing it. I, that, I got gotcha. you. annoys me. Yeah, I hear you. It's like doing drugs and driving. Then the other thing, I was a, a couple other things, Jerry. Twitter is annoying the crap out of me this morning. So I just tweeted about, hey, that documentary on Netflix about... Uh, Waco, Texas, the I saw Branch Davidians. There's no way anybody could have had any problem with what you typed. They did. Your claim was that the footage is really amazing yeah. and how clear the audio is. Right. There was no opinion in that. Right. But people wrote to me essentially supporting David Koresh and the Branch Davidians. This is what, what? oh, you mean where the government went in and killed all those innocent people? Do you mean, I just like, just all you said was the face. documentary was well done. Yeah. I mean... I know. I just hate everyone, Jerry. Watch a documentary. All right. I, I, on Twitter. The Twitter people. Just because a documentary is put together properly doesn't mean you're loving the content of it. Correct. Good Lord. 
I want to look at one other person's wow. Twitter here, Jerry. Yeah. And that's just people, that sucks. That's people trying to egg me on and fight them. Maybe, and I won't yeah. take their bait anymore, Jerry. Good for you. I just mute everybody. Uh, uh, Spike and I have talked about this in the past, how we believe that Howard Stern ruined radio because everyone thinks, and maybe, maybe myself included, okay. everyone thinks what they talk about is interesting. Okay. Right? Like Howard Stern could talk about anything and it was interesting. So there's a lot of hosts who think what they talk about is interesting. And right. we have talked about that. We that we blame Howard Stern for that. Okay. I blame also Jerry Seinfeld and the Seinfeld show for people just making witty observations. Mm-hmm. Like this is what they do. You, you do this. Of course. Yes. But here's a, a man who's guilty of it more than anyone. Okay. Is Jimmy Trina. Okay. From SI. From SI. I said, I'm looking for the... Okay, here, here's what he tweeted. And this is what makes me want to sign off Twitter. Huge food establishment pet peeve. When they only, when they only offer beverages in small or large, small is too small, large is too big, the medium is perfect. We need the medium. Stop shunning the medium. It just is everyone's doing Seinfeld bits, myself included. That's why I got to get off it, Jerry. I'm part of the problem. I agree. I am part of the problem. But it's enough. Howard Stern, everyone thinks they're interesting. Jerry Seinfeld, now everyone thinks they've got witty observations about the mundane. It's like anything, though. The first to do it are always the most popular and the most successful at it, no matter what we're talking about. And you can make every case. The reason why Mike and Chris were so goddamn successful was they were the first ones to do it and do it well. Maybe if they started now, they wouldn't be. There'd right. be another pair in the group. Yes. Because now every city's got multiple radio sports radio stations, multiple human and animal <laughs> tag team hosts. <laughs> <laughs> right or wrong. Jerry, when I went up <laughs> when I interviewed in Buffalo and accepted the program director job at yes. WGR, which I then later called him and go, I can't move to Buffalo. <laughs> right. Their afternoon show was somebody, I think his name was Mike and the Bulldog. Right. The Bulldog. Exactly. Mike and the Bulldog. There are multiple mad dogs in this country. Right. You got you had the bull and the fox, you had two animals <laughs> in one show. <laughs> I mean it is it's a joke. It's pretty funny actually. Yeah. But that's So my point is, when you're the first to do it, you're amazing. And when you hit it big, you're amazing. Jerry Seinfeld, that show is really stupid. I mean, there's a lot of, some of them are hilarious. There are some that are so stupid, and yet we laugh. Right. Because we had never seen a show like that before. We really hadn't. And it works. Us trying to act like that. Right. You look like a jackass. Everyone thinks they're Larry David. Right. Jerry Seinfeld. And and while Larry David might have been such a big part of this of Seinfeld, he's also slightly different and just off enough that what he does works in a different way. Right. You know, so that is interesting though about people trying to be interesting with uninteresting topics. Yes. Hard to do. Hard to do. Very hard to well, do. Everyone does it and it's not hard to do because there's no you're you're never very few people are judged but, by ratings. But are you good at it? Right. But that's what I mean. No one knows. No one knows. Isn't it funny how when we were growing up, I know you listen to Stern, and you know I listen to Imus, but even if you take it to the to the FM side of yeah. music, and you and I don't I don't really don't know what it's like now because I don't listen all that much. 
other than to 92.3 HD2. Yes, I do listen to that still. Think about all the, the sweepers you had and all the the imaging, and you would have that quick, you know, 15-second weather, and you had to hit the mark and the benchmarks of the hour. And there was so much production that went into one hour of radio, and you had the clock that you had to, to, had to abide by. And then, you know, the news at the top of the hour. And it, it seemed like... It seemed like there was a format to it. There was like a beginning, a middle, and an end to every hour. Most stations I listen to, and hours included, just sounds like continuous dribble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. We just talk and talk and talk. And like, there's no elements. There's no nothing. I know. It's just random. Like, they'll find a news story of the day. And just talk about it. As a talk up to their next song. That's what, like the local Jersey Shore stations that, do yes. all the time. 100%. The, the one station that still does do a lot of production is 101.5 down the Jersey Shore. They still do, during the day, they still do news at the top of the hour. They still hit you with the traffic every the chime time. 15 minutes. Yeah. New Jersey chime time. Chime time. That's ding. exactly right. Um, and it just, it sounds, it, it actually sounds like still old school radio to me. And, and local radio. It works for I, I you know, what I kind of like. It, it works for you. It does. It does. Do you know what it is? I guess that's what it is. You know what is. you're getting. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I think radio is starting to sound more and more like podcasts every day. And to me, I know for, I'm in the minority in this one. I don't think that's a good thing for me. But who cares what I think? <laughs> really. I mean, I'm lucky to get paid every two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's is a word a weird it's such a weird time. There's a lot that With you all can this stuff. There's a lot that you can listen to. Everyone's being like everyone you can trace everybody's personality to their influences and it's very easy to see nowadays. Okay. I don't know that it was always that easy to see. Who would you trace me back to? Now, I'll give you the people yeah, I, I worked I, with a lot. Yeah, I I don't really have one for you. Uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. That makes me think that I'm my own person. I worked with Beningo a long time. I worked with Mike and Chris for a short time. I worked with Steve Summers for a short time. Um, who else would I have worked with around Craig. here? Craig. Worked with Boomer Ten and Craig years. for sure. Yeah, of course. I'm trying to think of not around you. I'm trying to think prior to that. And you know what? In the evening, I worked with different people all the time. I worked with Russ and Steve for a while. So, all right, that's good. So you can't trace me back I can't anybody. trace you back. Like That's a lot of people around here, especially a couple of years ago, you could trace back to a uh, we call them Mike babies or a or a Chris sure. baby, like McMonagle's a Mike baby. Yeah, Moose Mike baby. Yes, but a lot of Chris influence. Okay, in his mannerisms on the air. Oh, okay, I see a what you're lot saying. of Chris. So maybe he's got a he's got more of a cross. He he's one where Mike and Chris had sex with the same woman, and Moose came out. <laughs> <laughs> That was a weird way to put it, sure but I was. think you know what I'm saying. I know what you mean, yeah. Where they had sex together and produced a moose. Yes. <laughs> they had they put their sperm together with a woman's egg and... <laughs> and here's moose. Here's moose. <laughs> yeah. What about Isla Macy? What's Sal? Sal. Hmm. It's a good question. Because I will tell you, Sal, to me, 50% Russo, 50% Sal. There's part of Sal that is unique. Mm-hmm, for sure. Very unique. There's other, again, Russo mannerisms that I see. I mean, it's hard not to if you grew up 
working with or listening to yeah. somebody and then you get into the same field. It's very That's hard true. not to. That is very true. Do these sort of things. You have to be influenced because otherwise, where's it coming from? Right. That is true. And it was funny for a long time you wouldn't, uh, well, for a lot of like, I feel like there was a while where people didn't want to admit their influence. Like no one used to say that they were influenced by Howard Stern. Everyone wanted to be against Howard Stern, even the people that were doing Howard Stern. Mm. And really, Opie and Anthony were, and Howard always used to rail against that, that no one would give him credit. And I remember Opie and Anthony giving him credit while also attacking him. <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't seem to appreciate that. Well, is that like G, though, with Mike? G will give Mike all the credit in the world and all the proper respect yeah. for his career at the same time. Mock the living hell out of them. <laughs> yeah. Kind of similar. Yeah, in a that way. is similar. That is you similar. Know? Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with all this other than... We don't know where we're going with it. Yeah, other than like it just seems like so many people are derivative of Howard Stern and Jerry Seinfeld. Those two more than anything. Sure. And there was a time, less so now, but like David Letterman, but that was a very much a TV thing. Right. Where TV then did that for a long time, which was, you know, when Letterman was was doing it, everything on TV was buttoned up and tight. and Very and, tight. And yep. Letterman was the opposite of that. And then everyone else got casual like that, too. Like, oh, I don't prepare. Look at the idea that it looked like Letterman didn't prepare, but it was very entertaining, mm-hmm. meaning he did prepare. Of course he did. People just started just not preparing and acting like, oh, I'm going to wing it like David Letterman. I'm going to wing it like Howard Stern. Yeah. Well, maybe they're not winging it. Maybe they're good at doing it prepared, feeling like they're winging it. I will tell you, the, listening to Stern like it did for those three years with Sirius, yeah. they put a lot of time in after the show sure, for the next day show. A lot of time. And that always comes up to what I always say about Imus. Couldn't believe that he'd still be there some days at 2.30 in the production studio with Larry Kenny. Right. Like, damn. Like, that's a long day. And then I'm like, actually, it's not. He's really only here about nine hours. So he's probably working. On most days, he was leaving by 12, 1 o'clock, eight-hour workday. What time would he get into the building? He, 5 o'clock. And he went on at what time? Uh, 6 o'clock. Oh, okay. It was best of I miss at 5.30, but 5.30 was the news. And then you'd the news was five minutes, five-minute commercials, sports at 5.40, traffic, and then a best of I miss segment until a couple of minutes before the hour, and then national news, local news, and then the national news. And when he came in at 5.00, did he get together with his staff, or was he solo in his office just doing reading? He was in his office. Bernie would go back there, and they would have a conversation before every show. But Bernie was also there late the day prior with him. So Wouldn't it have been cool like, if Imus had to deal with like having a social media team at the radio station, going back there, what you doing, Imus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You'd get murdered. Imus, we need to get some video clips for Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. That would be great. Punk. <laughs> All right, Jerry, let's uh I've got some witty observations I gotta make on Twitter. <laughs> I, I gotta get going here. Uh we'll do the warm up show. We'll be back here tomorrow at five o'clock. We come on, Jerry. I believe five, five o'clock. o'clock. All right, we'll see you then. So 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Now, there's 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Sparks! When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. What a move by Sparks! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. It's Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Nice to have you with us as we get you morning up and rolling. The Eddie Scazzeri, what's up? And about 12 to 15 feet from me, his name is Al Zachary Dukes. Good morning, Mr. Duckling. Good morning, Jerry. Well, it looks like the Packers are starting to cave a little bit. Not really. I think a little bit. I didn't think a so at all. A little bit of a cave, Did you listen Jerry? to Gutenkust yesterday? I saw the quotes. I didn't have to hear Gutenkust. Yeah, I read the quotes. I don't. He already has given up essentially getting a first round pick, so that's done. Yeah, but they don't have to trade him. They're gonna. I know they're going to. They're going to wait. They don't need a first round pick. Then why isn't it done yet? But why? Because they don't uh, have to. But why would he? Why would he put that out in the public and let us know that they're now now the Packers aren't even expecting a first round pick? Uh, probably because there might have been a big misperception out there. That, that they were the, the ones holding it up. That they were demanding a first round no. pick when probably they weren't. You're right. Then let's get it done. I agree, but there could be cap issues. You know, it is June first. Who the hell? Yeah, knows? I don't. I don't know anything NFL about caps. Is so complicated. Don't with care this cap. about caps. I hate the cap. I do. Love the cap. Hate the cap. How about this? If this is what you're making this year, that's what goes against the cap. Yeah. No yeah, more. No more finagling this crap. Yes, we've complicated it. We've uh, fling flammed it, Jerry. Oh, we flip man. flip gimmick the whole thing. This counts as this. This is guaranteed. This isn't really yours. Your uh, your four hundred thousand dollars salary uh, counts against the cap, but the forty billion dollars we gave you in a signing bonus, <laughs> right? <is> fine. <laughs> We're going to spread that out over the next thirty six yeah. years. Unbelievable! I agree. I, the whole thing's absurd. It's it really stupid. is. You know what else was absurd? And What's not that? to get completely off topic, because we got right back to it. Oh yeah. Did you see the NFL laying off people? For NFL, no. From NFL media, they start. They announce that cuts are coming. Oh yeah, they make a hundred billion dollars a year. Jerry, they don't have two nickels to rub oh. together. <laughs> this isn't Major League Soccer or even Major League Baseball. Yeah, this that is, is the weird. NFL. That is weird. Come on. And I saw Jim Trotter. I guess is a uh, he got reporter. Let go. Yeah, he got let go. He was a guy who uh, questioned uh, Goodell, yes. I guess, a couple times about. Uh, Diversity. Diversity. Yes. Last year, I think. Like, oh, really? You've got some questions about <laughs> diversity. See, oh! oh, my God. I, I, I couldn't believe. You know, of all the places I would not expect cuts. Yeah. It would be anything related to the NFL. Yes. I agree. Uh, what? 
Uh, they're making deals with streaming services that haven't even started yet for, I don't know, 12 figures. Let's get rid of that host. This is Jim Trotter. We don't have money for him. Get out. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is funny when, like, huge corporations. What's always weird to me, too, is that whenever a company starts laying tons of people off and the person at the top is making $60 million. Right, I like, agree. I know. Why don't you take a pay cut? How about that? Or how Spread about the when, money around? I like, too, when they say, well, there was no growth. Their yeah. profit margin was down 1%. Yeah. Okay, so it was still 99% of what it was, and we're panicked. Yeah, this is what sucks about Terrible. Like when companies have a public stock or whatever the heck you call it. They like want growth every year. Every year. Right. I remember asking Guy Dami one time about Sirius XM. I was like, why is their stock $3? He's like, well, there's no growth. Like, what, but they but, already have all these people who have subscriptions. I agree. Same with like Netflix. Like Netflix, I'm sorry, you didn't add a. Another 2 million subscribers? Because right, we all have it already. You're not good with the 200 million that you have. Yes. I, I'm with you. I, we it, all the have whole it. thing's bizarre. It's all not. I, I feel like I want to go back to school and relearn. Well, not relearn. Learn business. Learn business? I don't yeah. understand it. Beauty is my business, Jerry, and I've learned beauty. No. You better over all these get years. on that quickly. Yeah. Uh, and the stuff with the, like the football and caps. And I want to get back to enjoying sports from the 1980s when I didn't know I didn't know what Dan Marino counted against the cap, but I didn't give two crap. There was no cap. And I didn't know who the GM of the Dolphins was, and I didn't care. Well, then you need to get into the DeLorean and go back to 1985. I sometimes think that sports radio produced this idea that people care about that. Maybe. So I would, that's interesting because I would Thank like you. to go back, yes and no. When Daryl got, and when Daryl Strawberry got the big deal from the Dodgers in 1990. And big guy wasn't even that big of a deal compared to what we're talking about now. Yeah. Like, this radio station was was in its infancy. We knew about it, though. It was written about like crazy. I would like to go back and get, what do you call it, microfiche? Go get the microfiche machine at the library? I would love to go read newspaper articles from the 80s to see when guys, you know, find the date when guys sign contracts. And see if it was written about in that way. Because I don't, I don't remember. Like in a negative way like this, I can't believe it. Well, negative this. or positive, whether it's. You know, Mike Lupica in 1988 or 1986, even before this radio station was around, was he reporting on Don Mattingly's contract with the Yankees and the contract terms? I don't remember. I was 12. I don't know. I'd love to go look at it, though. Right. Like, in the height of my Mets fandom, Jerry, the 86 World Series, I didn't know who the GM was. I had no idea. I knew who the manager was and who all the players were. That's it. Yeah. You know, people didn't know who Joe McDonald was, though. I don't know who that is. It's Jody's dad. He traded Tom Seaver. All right. So he did made a bad right? move. Is that right? Yes. Joe is his, his dad's name. Yeah. People were not happy with him. All those years I rooted for the Cowboys. I knew Tom Landry was the head coach. No What's idea. Shram. No idea. No. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm aware of the name as you speak it out loud. But did it ever enter my dialogue when I talked about the Cowboys? No, probably not. I agree with no. you. It's, it is different. But we also have amazing amounts of access now that we didn't have then. So these owner meetings, for instance, the only where you, the only place you would see or hear about it would be a quote in a newspaper article. If you read the article, there was no NFL network. ESPN had I really wasn't covering it like it does now. Now it's 24 seven wall to wall cameras in your face. Like we have quotes and video from the Colts GM. <laughs> Right. So why? Exactly. Exactly. 
but it's all accessible now because every team runs their own video. The NFL's running video. They put it out, and it's it's news. It's conversation. It's we keep the keep the talks going. Yeah, but it's weird. Like there's there's no off. Like all these sports are just always around now. Right. This you know, is you, my point. You sometimes. Who do you like, Jerry? You you like uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers? I do. There's probably periods in your life of six months where you don't ever put on a Red Hot Chili Pepper record. I would agree with that, sure. You need a break from Red Hot For Chili sure. Peppers. Mm-hmm. And then you'll hear something or you'll go to a country and be like, where are my Red Hot Chili Pepper records? And then you listen to them every day for a week. Right. Yep. And then you stop again. Yep. You need a break. Yeah. We do not get a break. Like, I am tired of uh, the... Mets manager speaking already. <laughs> the season isn't started yet. And think about this. He's already spoke 60 times. Right. <laughs> it's enough. Like legit. He's spoken 60 times already. Uh, yeah. Why? Well, why, I mean, we don't why? have to cover it. I mean, that's, you know, but that's that true. is, it's there. And this that's the problem with kind of what we do. The problem with doing four hour shows. If you do a four hour show or you cover everything. If you only do a one hour show. Or listening longer. Linger longer, Jerry. Right. I mean, that could be part of As much as we want the audience to listen a long time, mm-hmm. for you personally, maybe you just listen too much. Because it's always been there. Even you go back to you go back to the, the 90s, the managers not only spoke still before and after every game, they were on with Mike and Chris. Like, <laughs> both of them were on yeah. with them every week. That's oh my god. You gosh. couldn't get enough of the managers. Plus, you got Sweeney every uh, yes. day. Oh, absolutely. Get every Sweeney single day. Phone. And Ed Coleman. Ed Coleman. It was baseball up your butt. Up your butt baseball. Yeah, sure was. Come so. feel the action. But you're, baseball you're, up your butt. Your point is so right, though. Thank you. Where there is very little to no offseason for these sports. Like yeah. the the NBA offseason, you can make every case with NBA free agency and trades and the draft is more, not more, is as exciting as the NBA postseason is and more intriguing and people are into it more. The NFL offseason never like the NFL never stops. The Super Bowl just happened. Here we have the owner meetings where you've got everybody talking. You've got free agency. Then the draft comes up. Then training mini camps start. Then tra- and here we go. Mini camps. There's there's no end to it. Yeah, it's unbelievable, Jerry. Yeah. So yeah, so we did get a, a little more movement. Uh, we, you don't think so? The the Packers admitting that they're no, not going to get a number one pick for Aaron Rodgers now. No, the only thing that I thought was really interesting was the fact of how open both sides were. Yes. That, yeah, we're we're trying to figure this out. And the Jets uh, are just saying, yeah, we're in, we're in no rush. The Jets. Correct. Bo- Joe Douglas and Rob Sala both essentially yes. said, eh, it'll get done. Not worried about it. Not concerned. Douglas not panicked. was asked about Lamar Jackson to where he said, and you know what? It's pretty upfront. He said it would be disingenuous to go down that road basically because all their chips are on the table for Rodgers. Now, Rodgers is a weird dude. Is it possible he could decide one day, enough of all this crap, I'm going to the mountains and I'm done? Yeah, yes, he could. And he could remember, he did say he was 90% retired going into that darkness retreat. So while I don't expect that to happen, it's certainly on the table. That That is possible. Yeah, but he seems so annoyed at the Packers now that – Oh, I agree. He wants to stick it right he to He could him. also be so annoyed at the entire situation where That's he just true. says, the hell with this. And then in that case, the Jets would have to, as Brandon would say, 
pivot quickly. Pivot time, Jerry. To who? I don't know. Lamar. All of a sudden, Lamar Jackson, not so disingenuous if we speak to you now. Well, if he's available still. If he's still available. Right. right. Now, he did re- officially request a trade, Jerry. Yeah, a month ago. But I thought it was officially like he finally actually put in. No, he yesterday. announced that on March 2nd, he officially told the Ravens he wanted to be traded. <laughs> Wait a second, Jerry. It's March. So yesterday was March 27th. Right. So he waited all this time to let us know he officially put in a trade? Do you have any idea what time he did this? Yesterday? Yes. No. He posted on social media and said goodbye to the Baltimore fans and informed everybody that on March 2nd he requested a trade from the Ravens approximately two minutes before John Harbaugh met the media. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the coach is going out there? Let me tweet this out. That (laughs) That is true. That was that's awesome. Here comes the news about Lamar Jackson, and then all the reporters on Twitter were like, "John Harbaugh about to meet the media." <laughs> He's like, uh, "No, I haven't seen this tweet, guys." <laughs> did he say they asked him about that? Yes, of course they did. The way I don't... wouldn't he have known that he requested the trade? Yes, but I don't know. He clearly didn't know that he had put it out there. Yeah, and that he was going to have to because if he requests this trade March second, like he says he did, no one had it. So Jackson didn't put it out there, and the Ravens didn't leak it. So no, there was no outlet that had that story other than if he wants to go find a suitor, that's fine. But he did not request a trade that we knew of until yesterday. And so Harbaugh goes out there probably just thinking status quo. No one knows anything. We're still negotiating. He's still trying to find someone that might want him. Um, But whatever. Hey, John, (laughs) so is it true? (laughs) What's this? And I don't remember which reporter it was, but one was like they showed a photograph at one moment of Sala meeting the media. And then all of a sudden, like, the media running to Harbaugh. <laughs> it's pretty funny. You know who didn't ask the question, Jerry? Jim Trotter, because the, the NFL doesn't have money for him. It's they're, uh, Jerry, they, they're very low on cash. It's amazing. It really is amazing. They the, are not low on cash. The rapper, by the way, the rapper Meek Mill, his best friend uh, Robert Kraft, what those two talk about, I have no idea other than the Patriots. Yeah. But he told Robert Kraft, that, or Robert Kraft told uh, the media that uh, – Meek Mill reached out to him to say that Lamar Jackson wants to go play for the Patriots. That's very interesting. And then Robert Kraft said, that's a Bill Belichick issue. You go ask him if he wants him. Boy, that would, I mean, that's, that's That feels good. like a Cam Newton thing all over again. I don't know why. No. You know what I mean? Like when they got Cam Newton and we thought, oh, it's going to be awesome. And then. The, the, but Jackson's much better than Cam Newton was at that point. Jackson's more the Cam Newton MVP Cam Newton than Cam Newton that we saw in New England. I feel like I've soured on uh, Lamar Jackson. Well, I have too because this last two years he hasn't finished the season. Yeah. Like that's the, again, we talk about this all the time. He wants all this guaranteed money, yet you wouldn't finish the last two years because of injury. So why would I want to give all this guaranteed money? You get a lot of money, but why am I going to guarantee 100% of your salary, or I'm sorry, guarantee more than what Deshaun uh, Jackson's getting, Deshaun Watson's getting? Yet the last couple of years you've been, I don't want to say injury prone, but it's been a problem. Plus, you've run a lot in your career, so you got to be a little banged up. I'd be concerned. By the way, here was Belichick yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Reporters asking about, you know, the, how the last couple of years hasn't gone well. Yeah, what are we doing here? Listen to the pause that Belichick, like, there's almost no answer. What What would you say to them to give them a reason to be? Meaning Patriot fans when he says them. Okay. What, what would you say to them to give them a reason to be optimistic for what's ahead? last 25 years 
<laughs> I mean, that guy sounds like a twerp who asked that question. He might be. Hey, Mr. The problem Belichick. with that answer is Tom Brady ain't walking through the door anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> but yeah, but he's right. Listen, these. When do you know a team that is good for decades on end without bad times? Doesn't exist. No, it doesn't so exist. So he's saying, listen, we were riding high on the hog for twenty five years. Yeah. I you know be a couple years here to figure this out. Would you say I would just quickly Yeah. I would say the Steelers. Can you think and I know they haven't won a lot of Super Bowls like the Patriots. They've won a couple, clearly. But can you think of like a terrible season where they've gone five and eleven? I'm sure it's happened. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened. But as I well. feel like they're five, right? Because Tomlin has never been under 500. Like they're always good. That's true. Like when was the last time the Steelers were bad? Would you say? Uh, uh, I Just like Google it. I, I feel like there was a Cordell Stewart season where they were terrible. They were a playoff team though with him. Were I they suppose. not? Yeah, because uh, what's his name? Bill Cowher was there. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that was. That's my impression good. of Geo doing an impression <laughs> of Bill Cowher. Because think about it, they've only had like three head coaches. Yeah. They always win. Yeah, that's cool. I do love a team like that that only has. I do too. That is cool. I think it's outstanding. All right, so I pulled it up real quick before we take the break. Maybe. Just their year-by-year record. All right, so starting this year, 9-8, and eight, I'm not going to give you the records, but 500 or better, 1, 2, 3, 4, mm-hmm. I'm all the way back now to, wow, this is what I mean. You have to go back to, could you take a guess the last time they were under 500? I'm going to say 19. No, no, it starts with a two. Oh. Oh, then they're worse than I thought. No, it's not, though. And 2001, I'll you, Jerry. 2003, they were 6-10. and 10. Around that, though, 2004, they bounced back. They're 15-1. 2002, 10-5-1. Then prior to that, you got to go back to 1999, where they were 6-10. and 10. Like, that's their bad. Here's their bad period 98, 7, and 9, 99, 6, and 10. 97, they win 11 games. 96, 10, win, uh, 10 wins. 11 and 95, 12 and 94, 9 and 93. You have to go all the way back to 1988 for them to be under 500 again. Well, you could probably look at the Packers that way, too, right? I suppose With so. Rodgers yeah. and the Brett Favre. Yeah, I mean they've gone quarterback to quarterback, and they've been great. They've been—I shouldn't say great—they've been really good for a long time. But I mean, the Patriots were twenty-something years. The Steelers are right there with them in terms of a lot of not as many Super Bowls, but a, a lot of winning. So put the Jets in that category too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Throw them right up there. Five and the Giants. <laughs> Five nineteen. Just getting started. So much to do on this Tuesday. Alan Jerry, the warm-up show until six on the fan. I could listen to this the whole time. Do we have to talk? You'd be like the Pharrell show. You could just do your whole show over there. I love that. I yeah. love the premise of that show. Always did. I love the music underneath. I think it's kind of cool. That was a high energy show back yes. in the day. And the music helps that, too. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he talked. Well, that, yeah, that was part. And then for whatever reason, he had such a good thing going, he decided to leave for the part of him. Yes. Thought he could do both. No, you cannot do both when you show starts at 10 and hockey games end at 10. Actually, I think it was the Atlanta. Uh, was it the Thrashers? Yeah, thrashers. Are those the, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. Was Who did the, did Chris Moore do the Panthers? That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm no one 
Yeah. I saw him in Just to shake it. Maybe. Headbutt. I got. <laughs> Maybe 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. And he just yelled at me. <laughs> Not like, yeah, but like, that's the way he talks. I'm like, oh, this guy, man. We used to carry Pharrell's nighttime show at uh, the station I worked at in Tampa. Yeah. It came on at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, 10 to 1. He was going to come down for the, I think, the NHL All-Star game was in Tampa. Because they had just gotten a new st- new arena for yeah. the Lightning. And the radio station was going to do a live Pharrell show at the sports bar. And no one knew what to expect because it was on at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. It was a national show. It was incredible. What an incredible performance. He did his show while running around. Yeah. He would demonstrate what he was saying on people. He'd be like... The Flyers choked last night. He grabbed a guy by the throat, <laughs> shake him, push him. It was chaos. It was amazing. Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> I, miss, I, I used to love that show. I used to be on the board from midnight to one, and I used to look forward to it. It was fun. It does suck like when someone who's so great at one thing and then they leave it. Yeah. Like well, I don't, it's, the funny thing is, I don't think he left. I think he was told to leave because I think he took that hockey job without getting approval. Yeah. And they were like, well, you're not doing both. So, it was good, too. It really was. Jerry, so should we do a segment here on crime? On crime? I got, I got uh, three different uh, criminal investigations going on involving sports. And I'd like really? to package them all together for you, Jerry. Involving, see, it's funny. I didn't see anything about this. In a new segment called, If You Can't Do the Time, Don't Do the Crime. No, oh, okay. That's not original. Well, number one, Jerry, in the best story, Chiefs superfan known as Chiefsaholic. Oh, I did see this. This is the man, Jerry, that you might see at Chiefs games. He's dressed in a full wolf costume with a Chiefs boxer shorts on, a Chiefs shirt, and a Chiefs hat. Would he be He's, the equivalent of license plate guy? Uh, no, to a certain extent. Well, I think a little bit like license plate guy is still just the guy. This guy wears a wolf costume. Okay, fair enough. Which has nothing to do with the Chiefs. I don't even Got understand it. the wolf costume, like okay. well, how that is. But he, this is what he does. This is his thing. This is his thing. Chiefs super fan. He calls himself Chiefsaholic. I'm sure alcoholics love that. You just <laughs> taking a shot at them. Well, Jerry, he is on the run from police and is currently missing. He was involved in a bank robbery in Oklahoma. Come on. He robbed a bank. This is like it's 1810? Yeah. We're still robbing banks. Did you get a look at the guy? Yeah, he was in a wolf costume <laughs> and a chief's hat. Oh, we know who that is. We'll pick him right up. So they pick him up. He's arrested. But he gets out on bail after winning Chiefs Super Bowl bets. Gets enough money from the bets <laughs> that so post bail. to get out. Okay. But he still has to go face trial. Correct, Jerry. Well, right. they give him an ankle bracelet. Right. Well, he removed his ankle bracelet and didn't show up for trial. So How he's do you on remove? I thought run. you can't remove those. I don't know. Chief Saholic figured it out. Wow. Yep. He That's... is on the run, Jerry. All right. I would think he'll be easily found, but then yeah. again, I mean, I watch NCIS and uh, Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. So I would think they'll be able to find him. Yes. Perhaps not. We're looking for a man dressed as a wolf. It's never going to end well. No, you're going to get caught. Of course you're going to get caught, or you're going to end up, you know, dead. I mean, honestly. Yes. Does, these things don't end well. You're not going to go find your way to Barbados and live life ever after. Correct. It doesn't work like that. It happens sometimes. Not often. Not often. Not often. 
Plus, this guy loves the Chiefs. He can't not be at the Chiefs stadium, Jerry. That's his whole being. He's Chiefsaholic. Could you imagine if he got away, he ended up in Mexico or something, and he comes back for opening night and they arrest him? (laughs) (laughs) These sports fans are pretty stupid. (laughs) Or he just shows up like in a bar in Mexico and he's wearing his Chiefs costume. Yeah, but he's in Mexico. Yeah. You just got to go to one of those countries where they don't extradite you back to America. I don't know if Mexico is one of those places. You got to Google that. You got to Google it, though. Google it so you know where you're going. Right. That's how some people... And imagine that. Imagine you're a country where one of our losers <laughs> shows up to your country and you don't want to throw them and out. And you keep them. <laughs> right. Why would you throw them out of your country? I have no idea. I don't know. My second story involves Aaron Hernandez's brother, Dennis. Oh, we're still talking about Aaron Hernandez? Well, this is the weird thing, Jerry. We're not. Who's talking about Aaron Hernandez? I'm not. Nobody. You just said his name. Right. Well, here's why. Dennis Hernandez was arrested for throwing a brick at ESPN. What? The actual headquarters in Bristol. So he drives to Bristol to throw a brick through the window? He takes an Uber. When they get to the uh, gate where you have to check in, they go, you can't come in here. He gets out, runs, throws a brick at the building. The glass building. You know, so he got past security. Yeah, because he hopped out of the car and ran with his brick while the Uber driver sat Again, there. what's the end game here? Well, he had a message, Jerry. He went classic, little old school, like they used to, you, someone would throw a brick through your window. He didn't do a mom joke, did he? What's a mom joke? <laughs> Never mind. He, he, he had a message on the brick. Yeah. Throws it through the window, and it says, to all media outlets... It's about time you realize the effect the media has on all family members. Since you're a worldwide leader, maybe you could lead how media and messages are delivered brick by brick. Okay, maybe your brother could not murder people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but here's the thing. I understand that his life was probably very difficult when that happened. 100%. But it's his brother's doing. And we've moved past it. We're past aye, it. Aye. We weren't talking about it. I, I I feel bad for people that go through stuff that is not in their control. Yes. Clearly, what his brother did is not his life. Unfortunately, what his brother did brings their life into... And I don't remember ever hearing his brother's name. Me neither. But it is the family that's got to go through this. But it always comes back to the person that actually committed the crime. Don't commit the crime. But they're also, it's not in the news anymore. The no, it's world, not. He just brought it back. Yeah, the worldwide leader wasn't talking about you. Clearly, their lives have been turned so upside down, and understandably yeah. so. There are scars there, and there always will be. I, probably just not able to get past it. But again, it comes back to Aaron, not what ESPN or CBS or NBC or whoever else. Netflix did a documentary, I think, on it. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, yes. Right? It's not their fault. No. That he committed the crimes he committed. So it always comes back to take accountability. And unfortunately, you have to take accountability for your brother. That's why it happened. What do you suppose the Uber driver did after he got out and ran with his Peeled his ass out and left. Like, I guess I was paid already because you have to pay prepay. So, okay, so he got paid. Well, the other thing, too, with the Uber drivers, which I learned uh, when I was in, I forget where, Indiana or somewhere, is if, so we went to a bar that turned out to be the wrong place we were supposed to be going and as soon as we got there, I'm like, this is the wrong place. Do you mind? Can we put a, you know, I'll, I'll I'll put it back in. Can you take us again? And he goes, no, I got another fare. You have to get out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks. I'm like, it's <laughs> right up the block. I'll give you 10 bucks. You have to get out. I have another fare. Yeah. Okay. Get lost. Then we had to stand there 15 minutes waiting for another car to come get us. Right. So my guess is if that guy was smart, he had another fare. See ya. 
He goes, picks up his other fairy. No, I just had <laughs> Aaron Hernandez's brother. He showed up with a brick and we, he threw it through uh, ESPN's bill of, uh, uh, glass windows. Ay, ay, ay. And my final uh, crime story, Jerry, involving an athlete, Washington Wizard Bradley Beal. What did he do now? He's, well, this, uh, this, I'm on the side of Bradley Beal on this one. He's under police investigation because there was a complaint to the Orlando Police Department over a post-game incident with a fan last week where he was heading to the locker room and fans were jawing at him and he flipped the hat off a guy. Good for him. Exactly. I hate that stuff. Exactly. And then that dude went to the police. For what? For flipping a hat? Assault. Grow up. I mean, it's honestly. assault, Jerry. Yep. Uh, you know what? I hope that. Here's what I would hope. I hope that they actually take this to court just to bleed the guy some cash. Yeah, me too. Make that guy hire a lawyer. I mean, give me a break. Will and I guess please? he even got thrown out for because the fans were jawing with him all game. Oh, Nasty sure. stuff. It, I'm telling you, Al, the, the stuff we hear at games, is it's disgusting. It really is. It got worse after the pandemic. Yes, it, it has. Right? Yeah, it has. A lot of people in bad places. Yeah. I, I would agree. And that's why the whole Kyrie thing from the other night never escalated to anything. But like we have audio of Kyrie... From that instance where he was, remember he was talking about accountability afterwards, if you remember that? Yes. So here is, this is before he had him thrown out. I guess microphones caught this. This was Kyrie yelling to the fan. So if you can't hear it, he's basically yelling at the guy, apologize, you know, for what he was saying to him. Yeah. Which God knows what it was. That's the one thing we don't know. My guess is it was pretty nasty. I would have thought after the malice at the palace, fans would have shut their faces. No, I would shut my mouth. I don't say anything to athletes, Jerry. No, no that it's gotten worse. It's gotten now. People aren't storming the court. They're not going on the court and punching people. But it's the the language has gotten worse and worse and worse. So uh, to sum up, Jerry, we are on the side of Bradley Beal. I am on this one. I am. We are wanna we want the Chiefs fan who dresses up as a wolf. We do in jail. Want, we want him caught and in jail oh, for robbing a bank. Yes. And what about Aaron Hernandez's brother? Who no, threw I'm a on brick? ESPN's side. This that's not fair. Not fair, but I don't know that he should go to jail for throwing no. a brick. No, I didn't say that. But so jail for the chief super fan robbed a bank. A uh, hefty fine for Aaron Hernandez's brother. Yeah, and Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal should move on. Go to court just to make those guys get a lawyer. Yeah, that would be awesome. Can I vote for having the wolf's wolf chief wolf guy on the lamb for the rest of his life? Like running around South America, just running from country to country. You like, don't think he's going to get caught? Like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance I Kid. I think he gets caught. I don't think he ever gets out of the country. I think he's hiding somewhere. Do you think his uh, his passport has him in the wolf costume? So it's 537. We're going to take a quick break. I do not. Uh, when we come back, maybe other stories of wolves. I have no idea. Whatever, whatever Al comes up with. And then Boomer and Gio will take you through your Tuesday on the fan. All right, coming on the quarter to six, a rapid hour as always. Boomer and Geo come up top of the hour with a big Tuesday program for you. This was great cassette rock. Yeah, yeah, sure. Freaking cassette rock. Did you see the, um, what do you make of this video that went around yesterday? People seem to really enjoy it. It was uh, JT Real Muto. Bizarre. He uh, was catching uh, for the Phillies. Yeah. And uh, the umpire... Went to hand him a ball. You know, the catcher puts his uh, mitt 
yes. kind of back, but doesn't look. Yep. And the ump puts the ball in the mitt, and then the catcher throws it back to the pitcher. And when the ump went to put the ball in, uh, JT Riomoto pulled his uh, glove away, I guess, wasn't sure whether the ball wasn't coming. Uh, right. And uh, the ball just dropped, and then the ump threw him out of the game. Now, ejected. Keep, and then keep this in perspective, too. Riomoto okay. was looking straight ahead. Yeah, He's he not look looking up. at the umpire. Right. And on the previous ball put back in play, the umpire took it upon himself to throw it to the pitcher. <laughs> so Real Muto puts his glove out, okay. doesn't feel the ball, pulls his glove back down as he drops it into where he expected the glove to be, thinks he's being cute, throws him out. I mean, what a jackass. I mean, honestly. Do you think there was that the ump had uh, talked to him since this incident? Like, Maybe. hey, my bad, I was douchey. Maybe, but laugh about it. Yeah. Like what? Throw him out! <laughs> it's a spring training game, you dork. I and mean, really, JT looked at him like, "What? Yeah." What? So here's the here's the audio. Of oh, cool. now here's the action right here. And the umpire felt like Remilto took his glove out of the way, and I, I think he Remilto didn't sense that the ball was on its way, so he just figured the umpire was throwing it back to the mound. Now, on the prior exchange, the umpire threw it out to Kimbrough. So, all right, you don't feel the ball. Get yeah. nestled into your glove. So he wasn't even looking back at the umpire. He just pulled his glove down. That's shameful, honestly. There's got If there's not more to that story, like you said, where the umpire may have said, hey, my bad, I'll give it to you every time going forward. And even then. To, but he went through with the throwing him out of the game, right? Like he's As far as I know, I don't, think you can, I don't think you can ever take that back. I don't. I don't think in in my forty something years of watching sports, I don't think I've ever seen a player in a sport get ejected, and then the umpire or referee says, eh, "You know what? My bad. You can come back. <laughs> you know, get back here." Like, have you ever seen that? No, I've never seen that. So they've changed calls with replay, but I've never seen ejection get overturned. Right, because once you throw someone out of the game, even if you're in the wrong and you realize it. You got to stick with it. Yeah, you threw them out. People don't change their minds. No, I've never seen that happen. That was a very bizarre one. Yeah, this was stupid. It was fun to watch, though. Do you think Rob? Do you think you know? You always talk about what's on Rob Manfred's desk in the morning. Jerry? Yeah, this is on his desk. This is oh, on his desk. It has to be. How could it not be? This thing, I, I would say seven or eight people sent me this video to make sure. Of course, we played it in the morning. Not that there's anything exciting in the audio, um, but oh yeah, talk about this. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I see why. So yeah, I would say I would say Rob Manfred has this on his desk this morning. So he settles in, he turns on his computer, and that's one of his uh, to dos. How could it not be? Talk to this dopey ref, yeah, or ump, and whatever interviews he's got lined up today, whatever yeah. radio shows he's on. He's not doing radio shows. He's gonna talk to Christopher Mad Dog Russo today on High Heat. Oh my God! <laughs> uh, the Yes Network, Jerry, is still hoping. Now opening day is Thursday. It is Thursday. Today's Tuesday. Yes, you're correct. Yes Network is still hoping to have a direct-to-consumer Yes Network purchase by Thursday. So I didn't have a chance to read the story yeah. yet because I was going through some other things. Is the holdup the league and not allowing them? The cable network's not allowing them? Like, what's the holdup? My guess is the holdup is the their deal with cable networks. Right. Because that's really all that. So is. that tells me that they're ready to go, and as soon as they roll it out, you can get it as soon as they get approval or an agreement. Yes. Only on Yes only on yes. Right on, Boomer. Yeah, so uh, hopefully if you if you are a cord cutter and you don't have any of those, uh, str- you know, the yes is not on a lot of streaming services. I, it's not? I think they're on, like, DirecTV, the, their streaming service. Right. So like, I think that's it. 
I think you got to have cable if Hulu you don't have Hulu is a big one. What's another yeah. big streaming service? For, a YouTube TV. They don't have it on no. that either, really? No. Wow. Because the Yes, you know, Yes wants a lot of cash per subscriber. So that's so, it then, huh? Yeah. That's Interesting. it. I love that idea. Me too. But let's get it done. What are we waiting for? Well, let's they go. Say, let's see. What I, are we waiting for? I do think by Thursday it'll, it'll be done. Maybe. Mike Troucher, you're familiar with him. He's I a, am. Uh, he's a New Jersey native. Yes. I he love is, when two powers get together. He is a powerhouse in the world of baseball. Yep. He and Tiger Woods are getting together to build a golf course down in South Jersey. Did it say where in South? I know I saw the trailer. It didn't give too much detail. It is going to be in Vineland, New Jersey. Oh, okay. About seven miles from where Mike Trout is from. Okay, cool. That's near where your sister lives, right? Yes, the the Mount Laurel area. Very cool. It's going to be called Trout National. Love it. Instead of Trump National. (laughs) Yeah, Trout National. I wonder how long it would take to get a tea time there. The Reserve. I'll bet you that when that opens... It's going to be almost impossible to play it. Because golfers love a new course, of right? Course, absolutely. It's so much fun when you, you know, it's all right when you play. If you belong to a club, it's fine playing the same place every day. It is. But it's nice when you can go, especially someplace that's new and lush and the greens are perfect and the tee boxes have been barely touched up. Yeah, it's cool. So I guess Tiger Woods is going to. His development company. Develop, yeah, his yeah. development company is going to do the course. And then I Mike saw Trout the announcement. Did they say if the construction was underway? Because they said it's going to open in 2025, which is, I mean, you're talking two years. No, I only I did see the opening, but I, I didn't see when it okay. was uh, going to start. Kinda Although it's cool, down though. there now. Like, is it just a big open land? Uh, I would think so. I hope there's no houses there and they go in and bulldoze houses, Jerry. That would be wrong. Yeah, I, w- I don't want to hear about that. No, there's no, I would not think in that case. This has got to be land he purchased. Yeah. I would Big not. empty I think, land down there. What do you think that Jersey. costs? I don't know. South Jersey? You probably need, let's see, 18 holes. What do you think, 100 acres? Yeah, that's 100. No, of, maybe, uh, maybe more than that. I don't even know what an acre is. Like, if you said, how? like, I do everything in relation to the size of a football field. Because okay. I know that's 300 feet. Yes. 100 plus yards. the end zones. Most people go yards, but 300 feet's good. Yeah. Or 100 yards. Right. So if you tell me an acre is half a football field, two football fields, I don't know. Eddie knows. I don't know what an acre is. Me neither. Eddie, is one acre bigger or smaller than a football field? Smaller. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not so impressed then when people tell me they got an acre of land. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really? Because I got a Says the guy who lives in an 800-square-foot condo. (laughs) 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 You're like when somebody's like... Come to my sprawling 100 acres. I have no idea how big that would that be. Is. Pretty that would be pretty sprawling. So you're telling me a golf course you need he needs 100 acres? I said I said between 100 and 200. I just googled it. Yeah. Uh, for a full size par 72, you need oh. at least 120 acres and up to 200. So I was pretty much on it. Hmm. 100 is not enough. At least 120. How big? Is an acre. That's my question to Google, Jerry. Okay, that's fair. 43,000 square feet. 560 square feet. Okay. Still don't help. I can't well, do the math on that. Sure, you can. Let me Google so this, Jerry. It'd be like 100 by 400. Is an acre, this comes up. Is an acre bigger than a football field? It's listening to you. One football field is roughly one acre. Oh, okay. Wow. So now picture. A small little home at the fifty at the fifty yard line. That's cool. That's a or in the end zone with that gigantic backing behind yeah. you. It's a lot of space. Man, 
You know, go. I was this days years old when I learned. I now know what an acre is. Yes, one football field. One football field. So you need two hundred of them for Mike Trout's new golf course. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a lot. And you got to clear probably trees down there. Some trees you want. Of course. Is that all fake grass when they do the lush greens, Jerry? Is that all? You mean fake? like turf? Yeah. No. Like no, you put seed you get, down. You get divots, and then you see the. Oh yeah, the it mud. takes chunk. You've played. I have played. Right, you Been know a while. that. No, you thought you were playing an astroturf? I don't know. Stop it. Sometimes the green is so lush. Jerry. It's perfect. If you have a good greenskeeper that knows yeah. what he's doing, it rolls the greens properly, seeds them and waters them, yeah. air raids them. Yeah, I mean, it looks phenomenal. Yeah, sometimes they do such a lovely job, it looks fake. You know what a stimp meter is? Nope. It measures the size of your, no. <laughs> of your stimp. <laughs> no, it, that's when they, it's a little tool they use. Where they put the ball on, it rolls down like a like a little ramp, mm-hmm. and the the meter will tell you how far the ball rolls. You know how fast the green's running. Mm. That's for people that are really good, not really not good, good enough golfers. for that. That means something to Boomer. Like if he's playing and he knows the stimps running a twelve, he knows it's either fast or slow depending upon the number. So you have an idea of how hard you got to hit the ball. The next time Boomer brings up golf, I'm going to go. What's how are the stimps running? You should over there? the stimp meter. Stimps the stimp meter. I go, what are the stimps running you, there, Boomer? Faster or slower than usual? You should ask him next time golf <laughs> comes up. And you, he might, you might blow him away with that question. Look at you, Al Dukes. Are you a golfer? Uh, no, I just want to know what your stimp looks like. <laughs> uh, Boomer, how many acres you got out there? That's right. How many football fields? How many football fields? 553, Boomer and Geo come up in just a moment. Right now, Odyssey Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence. Hey, guess what? We're talking more about Aaron Rodgers. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Two minutes to go. Boomer and Geo standing by for the big Tuesday program. What else, Al? One of the other things, Jerry, that came up at those NFL meetings was uh, what's uh, Robert Kraft talking about the the heir apparent to Bill Belichick. Yeah, well, he is in his 70s. And he threw out the name Gerard Mayo. Okay. Great. Is he even coaching anywhere? I would certainly, yes. With him? I, would, say, I mean, first of all, Kraft is old. He's yeah. going to leave the team to his son, I imagine. Mm-hmm. And Bill Belichick is like 72. What a, what a thing like that, that mullet-haired son of his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's who I'd turn it right over to. I'd be yeah. like, listen, you either either Gerard Mayo gets it or your mullet-haired kid. No, I think that'd be a tough sell. <laughs> that would not be an easy sell to the Patriot fans, especially if these last few years don't go well. You don't think they want a guy with a mullet no. up there? No, being like, no. My dad. And they'd be like, every time at the press conference, like, my dad told me we were running the ball this week. <laughs> and just have a direct line to Bill Belichick. At some point, Bill Belichick's uh, equity is going to run out. Yeah. And his son ain't going to benefit from it. I can tell <laughs> right. you that. Matter of fact, as soon as Gerard Mayo was the head coach, guess who's getting fired? <laughs> right now, if I was that mullet-haired kid, I'd be like, Gerard, you you pretty good coach. I think you got a future in the yeah, league. Oh, yeah. I'd be go kissing, pump him up. I'd be kissing right up Or go there. get your own job. Doing what? As a head coach. Let's go. Do you think in your lifetime you will see the mullet-headed Belichick I think son Steve Belichick as a head coach? No, I don't. I don't either. I don't think he'll be a head coach in this league. I do not. Now, it could be wrong. Jim Morris' son became a head coach. Yeah. So it's not like it hasn't happened. Wade yeah, Phillips, Bum Phillips. We've seen oh, yes. We've seen sons become head right. coaches. I don't think so. You don't see. I don't. No. I don't think so. What if he cleaned Buddy up? Buddy Ryan and Rex Ryan? Yeah. That's another good one. What if he cleaned up his haircut? No. More coach-worthy? I, no, I don't think he's head coach material. No. I don't know that, but I no. Look-wise, no. Do you think it's gone through his head? Like, huh, 
Looks like they're trying to inch dad out of here. What <laughs> yes. am I doing? Yes. You do? Yeah, because you got to go fight for your own professional life. you got to fight for your right to party also. Yeah, and and the fa- what would be great is if they struggled again and his dad fired him. <laughs> WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.